now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. I'm Roger Iles. I'm Leo Iles. And we are the, the Derriers. We're doing it again, Roger. Yeah, we're back at it again. We're back at it again. Nobody's caught on yet. Well, maybe they have. That's why we keep moving around. <laughs> Good point. There's that. Yeah. We, we just keep that up, uh, you know, finding music all over the place. And we got started on this thing, and now yeah. just, that's what we do. It's hard to stop. It's hard to stop, yeah. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly what is Americana music? Yeah, we do get asked that a lot. <laughs> like like we're experts. How would I know? Yeah. We, well, well, we have an opinion. We had to come up with something. Which has evolved into our own definition. That's correct. And we feel like it's music with... Distinctive American roots. roots. That's correct. And and boy, that leaves the door wide open. Oh yeah, man. You know, I mean, it it doesn't have to be pigeonholed into old timey and that kind of stuff. I mean, uh -uh. it could be it could be uh, slack key. It could be rock and roll. It could be doo wop. It could be swing. It could be western. It could be rhythm and blues. It could be disco. It could be big band Uh, or show tunes. Punk. Uh huh, Klesmer. <laughs> but you know what? It really what we like to call it. I we mean, like our, our we like it to be. Yeah, we just boogaloo. boogaloo. Yeah. We just like to say boogaloo. We like to say boogaloo. That's right. And boogaloo's fun. It and, is fun, and it needs to be boogaloo more often here on the. I think so. Kind of roadshow. And now we take the only thing is we we have this one rule. Well, yeah, the format of the show, yeah, which encompasses that rule, is that each of us shows up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes, correct? That the other guy has not yet seen. And uh, we parse them out one at a time. And we take turns. Uh, we do. And we figured out some time ago that you would do the even-numbered shows and I would do the odd-numbered shows. I don't know how that worked out. That but makes sense to me. Yeah, right. Frankly. Anyway, it, it's show number 140. You're up. I am. Okay. And I, I, I had a sort of a, a, no, a very circuitous route to this next uh, You don't person. even know how to say circuitous. I sure can't spell it. I'll okay. tell you that. Um, so uh, recently, you know, whenever we're back in the area, we go to the Real Grid Happy Hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have uh, theme nights. Right. And they had a theme which was flowers. Yes. And that was some fun. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. And one of the songs that I thought might be fun would be Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not prepared to feature Tiny Tim. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> it may happen someday. Coward. But okay. it, it led me to a guy by the name of Dominique Nicholas Anthony Lucense. Okay. Not, I can't even guess. Well, he was uh, known professionally as Nick Lucas. Does oh, that help? No. I didn't think it would. <laughs> uh, he was born in 1897. Wow. And uh, he was uh, an American jazz guitarist and singer, and he was the first jazz guitarist to record as a soloist. Oh, Okay. Uh, He's really good But his popularity during his lifetime Came from his reputation as a singer He was a falsetto singer And his signature song was Tiptoe Through the Tulips Really? Mm -hmm. 
And and it's actually a very cool rendition. I'm not going to play it this time because I found something else that I like better. Okay. Uh, born uh, surprisingly, he was born into an Italian family in Newark, New Jersey. And in 1922, at the age of 25, 25, he gained renown with his hit renditions of "Picking the Guitar" and "Teasing the Frets." <laughs> okay. And in 1923, Gibson Guitars proposed to build him a concert guitar with a deeper body, mm. known as the Nick Lucas Special. Oh, really? And um, so it said that uh, it became a very popular model, and it was this guitar's outline that was later used as the basis for the Gibson Les Paul solid body electric guitar. Huh, I didn't know that. So, uh, so uh, in 1923, began recording for Brunswick and remained uh, one of their exclusive artists. Now, Warner Brothers offered him a seven-year contract, <clears throat> which he turned down, and it went instead to fellow crooner Dick Powell. But in April 1930, Warner... Bought Brunswick. Oh, and oh, the problem. <laughs> so, and he gave him. They gave him his own orchestra, and, and, and they called him. They called them the crooning troubadours, and this lasted for uh, maybe two years. December nineteen thirty one, when Warner licensed Brunswick to the American Record Company, and the new owners were not as extravagant as Warner Brothers <laughs> had previously been. He lost his orchestra and left Brunswick in nineteen thirty two. But anyway, um, uh, he made a couple more recordings, but uh, he became friends with Tiny Tim. Oh, so now we're seeing the connection here. Who considered him an inspiration and who mm. borrowed Tiptoe Through the Tulips as okay. his own theme song. Now listen to this. Lucas sang the song for him when he married Miss Vicky on The Tonight Show, Johnny, uh, starring Johnny Carson on December yeah, 17, yeah, 1969. That, that was, was a big deal. That was a hymn, huh? Uh-huh. So... Um, I, I found an album of his called Painting the Clouds from 1957, um, and, and, uh, and I picked a certain song, and I picked it for a reason, um, and it's because uh, we always talk about the preamble. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think technically they call it the verse, but it's a, a lot of these old songs, it was a, a preamble, which I, I, I liken it to the recitative for operas, where they, mm -hmm. it's a setup. And then they go into the main melody, right? right? Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times when those songs became popular, they just they eliminated that off. That. Yeah, didn't even do it. So uh, he did this uh, on this tune. And, and but the other thing on this tune is, if you listen, and as far as I can tell, it's just guitar, him playing that little concert guitar, and bass. Okay. And he has perfected the art of of playing. Recording and playing melody by himself. Mm. It's tremendous. That is tricky. Uh, kind of a short tune, for, but for, from Painting the Clouds, 1957, Nick Lucas doing I'm Looking Over a Four-Leaf Clover. Farewell, every old familiar face. It's time to go. It's time to go. Backward, backward to the little place I left behind. So long ago Now watch Mr. Casey Jones Carry this lazy bones I should arrive in a day Only wait Till I communicate Here's just what I'll say I'm looking over A four-leaf clover That I overlooked before Now one leaf is sunshine The second is rain 
Third is the roses that grow in the lane. No need explaining the one remaining is someone that I adore. I'm looking over a four-leaf clover that I overlooked before. No need explaining the one remaining is somebody I adore. I'm looking over a pretty little four-leaf clover that I overlooked that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's some picking, man. We were sitting here talking about it while I was playing, and think maybe it was cross picking style. It might have been, but yeah. but I'm certain it's just guitar and bass. Yeah, and oh, the bass I, isn't doing a lot. It's no, just he's not thumping. You know. Yep. Wow. So anyway, that was a great find for pretty me. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So Leo, what have you found? I found a song. Listen, I got turned on to this artist by a good friend of mine years ago, and I've been listening to her a lot. Uh, and I just, I never thought about putting it on the show until I was put on a CD the other day and went, oh, I should do that. Uh, gal name was Cindy Cashdollar. Oh, yeah. She's something, man. Oh, yeah. You talk about a, a picker. She has, uh, she has mastered the dobro and slide, the steel guitar. And yep. such a, her style is just, you know, unmistakable. Uh, she got her, but to back up a little bit, her great uncle named Albert. I look. I look at that, by the way, cash dollar. I just Uncle Albert. That. Uncle make Albert cash dollar. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> this guy. Now he was the town supervisor, uh, and he ran a thing called the Locust Grove Dairy. Right back when at home. And she got so a big he break. supervised the children that worked at pretty, the dairy. Pretty, right? Yeah, yeah. The dairy <laughs> supervisor. The child labor. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she got a big break uh, playing with the Sleep of the Wheel. Oh, okay, sure. Okay, and she did eight years. Uh, with those guys and I mean she really tore it up but she also backed up a lot of other people played with people like Bob Dylan Leon Redbone uh, Red Volkert who I saw in Austin several oh, yeah. years ago and uh, Ryan Adams uh, in a band uh, called the Cardinals I mean she's played with everybody and she sounds such she gets such terrific um, tone out of her instruments but she was also the first woman to be inducted into the Texas Steel Guitar Hall of Fame in wow. 2011, and she was inducted into the Texas Music Hall of Fame in 2012, and was nominated as an Instrumentalist of the Year by the Americana Music Association in 2016. Nice. So she's got her creds. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I picked this particular song because I just love the way she plays it. This is Cindy Callis. I think she recorded this in uh, 2001. Um, Cindy Cashdollar doing Midnight in Amarillo. <laughs>
she is a clean player. Yeah. And you, know, you mentioned while we were listening, she uh, played a lot with Herb Remington. Yes. Who was a big influence on her. He's, he's got the Remington Ride, which is a oh, great jam yeah. tune. You know? We featured him. He's yeah. awesome. Awesome player. Yeah. All right, Raj, back to you. Well, I've kind of been a thing. Um, I, uh, well, you shouldn't wear it to the radio show. I'm just <laughs> I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's this not, whole thing is not appropriate. <laughs> Thank you for it's, noticing, it's at a, least. It's a dress made for radio, Roger. <laughs> well, well while, while I was wandering around and finding uh, Tiptoe Through the Tulips, I ran across this band called the Two Man Gentleman Band. Okay. Man, oh, man. God, what a fun thing this is um it's two guys uh andy bean who does uh, lead vocals tenor guitar and banjo and fuller condon carefully there upright bass and backing vocals so it says their musical style is drawn from the tradition of slim and slam and remember that i will we'll get back to that okay it incorporates uh, a contemporary mix of early jazz western swing and vaudeville with humorous limericks so um, these guys, they started out busking in New York City's Central Park, and then they kind of just rolled into this thing. Uh, they did uh, uh, open for Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan at one wow. time, wow. and they became the music composer for Disney cartoon series Wander Over Yonder and did the main title theme song for the series. So, wow, have um, hands full. And one of their most widely known songs is uh, is Me, I Get High on Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> done in the style of Cab Calloway, but uh, but anyway, these guys are fun, and um, I, I I found one that I like a lot. It's off an album, uh, Dos Amigos Una Fiesta from 2010. The two man gentleman band doing I like to party with girls. <laughs> <laughs> Girls like to party with girls like to party with me. So 
if you're having a good time, but your boyfriend's acting mean. Open your window, call for rescue. Hey, councilman. Hey, Andy Bean. I like to party with girls and girls like to party with me and girls like to party with me and girls like to party with me. Well, I can understand. They sound like like fun guys. I think so. Absolutely. I'd like to party with them. Hey, why and not? And I'm not a girl. But, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, look at the time. The time is here, right? Yeah, we have uh, wasted that time away. Yeah, it did. Good, just flew but, by. Uh, man, was that fun. It was fun. Um, okay, well, let's see. It uh, Tomorrow is moving day. Yeah, we got to do that so whole thing. And so we, we got to go out and we got to police the area. Yeah, clean that cat box Clean out. the cat box. And yeah. we need to check that. Left rear inside duel, and, and guess it's what? A, uh, it's my job. It's your turn. Yeah, it's an okay. even-numbered show. Yay. Okay. All right. So you take care of that other oh, stuff. Oh, I'll gladly take care of the um, other I'm stuff. I'll take the trash out and, and clean. Um, what do you uh, think, Ardmore? Yeah, yeah, he says it, he's, it's time. It needs cleaning. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, well, we'll go take care of that, and then we'll be back. Uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. That's always an adventure. Yeah, yeah. How was the uh, How was the tire? Oh, it was two pounds. Down. Two pounds. Yeah. Well, that's tolerable. Yeah, that's, uh, not getting yeah. much worse anyway. That's, yep. that's good. Yeah, live with that. We can live with that. Yep. And we got uh, we got the cat box cleaned out. I'm glad. Yeah, Ardmore's happy. I'm, right? I'm glad for you, Ardmore. Yes, Ardmore's happy okay, now. Good. All right, Roger. This well, is- yeah, we are broadcasting this week uh, from the Shady Grove. Well, it's our Shady it's our Grove. Our Shady our day, Grove, right? There's a tree and there's shade. We're and, actually in Beaver Falls. Well, go well, ahead. You, you finish the, your thought there. Well, yeah, because uh, we are in Big Beaver, Pennsylvania. Big Beaver. Which is what you picked after you threw the dart sure in, the, in the state of Pennsylvania. I was expecting to see a Big Beaver. I thought there'd be a you know big, was you pulled into town or something? No, not so much. No. No, they they got other stuff going on for them, though. Yeah? I mean, we're not actually camped in Big Beaver. There's no campground in Big Beaver. No. Uh-uh. So we came over here. We're in a town called Beaver Falls. Which is everything yeah. around here is beaver something it's beaver adjacent. It's beaver you could adjacent. Say. It's yeah. in the it's in the beaver neighborhood. Yes, more or less. Yes, yes. it's in. We're actually in northern Beaver County. <laughs> we are. Yes, we are. And listen, apparently this this little town of Big Beaver was settled in 1825. Right. Wow. And it was located at the intersection of, of what they call the Paint Creek Trail, which is old Rochester Road now. Right. Okay. And uh, an east-west uh, two-track, you know, road uh, that became Big Beaver Road. <laughs> so, was, was there ever a Big Beaver? I there mean, was. Apparently, the okay. place derives its name from a large dam erected by a colony of beavers across a little brook near this place, right? Okay. So it was actually named after okay. these. I bet okay. you there were some big beavers. I in, bet there were big beavers there, yeah. But, but the town itself didn't really thrive, right? I mean, it, it didn't grow that much. And but eventually, you know, development came, roads were built, you know. But listen, Roger, the, 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 we've discovered something since we've been here. Yeah, the, the 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 real thing about Big Beaver is not really the beavers, right? This is it's Sasquatch, man. Yes, the, the, we are in uh, we are in you know Bigfoot Central. Yeah, we are. Everybody's crazy about this thing. They are, they, yeah. They've got a websites about this, you know, talk about. They've got a whole thing about sightings. Oh yeah, around Big Beaver mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the whole bit, and so I, I went and Roger. People have actually made recordings of this of this thing. Really? Uh, yeah, really. You oh. want to hear? You want to hear one? I, I think so. Okay, hang on for a second. All right. 
It's, it sounds like he's yodeling. Kind it of. kind of does. It's like an abbreviated yeah. yodel. Kind of a, a, you know, a chopped off yodel. He's like he wants to yodel. Yeah. But he's only halfway there. Right. But listen, there's other sounds that are attributed to this thing. Too. Seriously? Yeah, I got another recording. Check this out. All right. Freaks me out. <laughs> That's a little creepier That's than, the, a little creepy. than the yodeling uh, Bigfoot. The yodeling Bigfoot, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, Roger, we saw these. They, they talk about uh, they, they had the Park Service thing here, right? Uh-huh. And they got this sign. And uh, apparently, people have been copying the logo of the agency and making their own signs and running around in the forest going, Look out for Bigfoot. Oh, you know? wow. So, th- so they put up their own signs, right? Okay. And one of them says, Bigfoot is not real. <laughs> and then another one says, another sign says, there uh, there have been encounters in the area. I thought you said Bigfoot was not real. Right? <laughs> and then yeah, and then there's another sign that says, uh, do not approach the creature. Wow. <laughs> so you tell me. <laughs> okay, I want to make a little rule. Uh-huh. Um, neither of us are not allowed outside the camper with our shirts off. That's right. Oh, oh yeah. good we, point. I don't want to be mistaken. I don't want to be mistaken. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So anyway, we'll, I, we got a, there's actually a website. We got to post this website on, on our on our website, okay? We could do that. And people can click on it and go check this stuff out for themselves. It's a deal. Anyway, it's been kind of a creepy week. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, well. Well, yeah. you know, people ask us, they say, Darius, what are you doing out there? What is wrong with you? I mean, now you're encountering Bigfoot potentially and all that? Yes, in Pennsylvania. Well, you know, unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, who have these things called ranches. ranches, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Cabezas Mountains. Mountains, Yes. Alan Bailey, the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Right. Orrin Friesen, who, of course, is the human footnote of the Derriers, has the Rock and Banjo Ranch out That's, there in central mm-hmm, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were whining about the fact that we didn't have a ranch. Maybe we should have a ranch. Yeah. And, uh, and our pal Suzanne set us straight. That's right. She said, look, guys, you have the entire continental United States. Exactly. Border to border, ocean to ocean. You could say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's correct. And we do. And we roam that range in our RV called... Ramblin'. Rosie gets us there. A little air on the tire, and away we go. Top off the oil every now and then. That's right. Put some gas in there. Yep. Yep. Well, Leo, um, gee whiz, uh, what have you got now? I, I mean, now that you put us in kind of a state. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, what are you going to... The state uh, of Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's out. true. That's yeah. true, yeah. Uh, well, what have you got for us? We haven't been playing very much big band lately. We have not. You're right. And and I, I kind of wanted to do this. Uh, I've been thinking about it. But you, uh, you did a, a, a show here a while back. You mentioned... Um, Hoagie Carmichael. Yeah. And you did a whole thing about uh, writing, you know, how long it took him to actually... Boy, hey, what do you... Keep it on now. We're pretty Come close on, to the road. we're busy in here. God, jeez. We need to camp a little further away from yeah, the road next should. time. Uh, uh, yeah. How he... The, the process of writing his big hit... Uh, yeah. 
um, Stardust. Stardust, right. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Anyway, he wrote a lot of great tunes, one of which is I'm going to feature, but I'm going to feature a guy. His name was James Kern Kaiser. He went by K. Kaiser. K. Kaiser, yeah. yeah. And it's a beautiful tune, man. It's a, it's called Buttermilk Sky. And I remember it was recorded in 1946. I remember hearing it as a kid growing up, you know. It was such a great tune because it's got this little call and answer thing going on in it. But he was a, he was one of six kids growing up. Back a little bit about history about him. And um, he was he was known for a lot of things. He was a very innovative guy. He was one thing uh, for singing song titles. And it was a device that was copied by a lot of people like Sammy Kay and Blue Baron. And when the song began, one of the band's lead singers uh, sang the title phrase. And then the first verse or two of the song was performed instrumentally, right? Okay. And then the singer resumed again. Yes. Okay. okay I've it heard that. Very stylized kind mm-hmm. of a presentation. Mm-hmm. And um, it, and it's also he would do things to break up this thing. If you were just a band that played one song after another, sooner or later you're going to get relegated you know, to late night, whatever. And so he tried to mix things up, and uh, he would feature uh, various you know, individual members of the band, encourage them to do stuff, one of whom was a guy named Mike Douglas, who later went on to become a popular TV talk show host. Oh, sure. Okay, so he got his start with uh, Kay Kaiser. Anyway, uh, it's, it's a... Oh, and by the way, he also uh, featured... Uh, a, a, an instrument called the Sonovox. We talked about that before too. That's right. Uh, because we uh, we were talking about Pete Drake yes. and how he met, and how they used it for uh, commercials and stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and just to refresh people's memory, I'm going to play how that was used at a rodeo spot for actually our hometown radio station in Kansas City called WHB. Okay. Yours truly, WHB. Whoopee! Yeah, whoopee. So that's that. He he used a lot of that and produced commercials using that technique and everything. So he was yeah, kind of out there. Super cool. So anyway, let's just go ahead and do the song, man. Uh, from nineteen forty forty two, I think it was forty six. Uh, this is Kay Kaiser doing Buttermilk Sky. Buttermilk sky, I'm keeping my eye peeled on you. What's the good word tonight? Are you gonna be mellow tonight? Oh, buttermilk sky, can't you see my little donkey and me? We're as happy as a Christmas tree, heading for the one I love. I'm gonna pop her the question, that question. Do you, darling, do you do? It'll be easy, so easy, if I can only bank on you, old buttermilk sky. I'm telling you why, now you know, keep it in mind tonight. Keep brushing those clouds from sight. Old buttermilk sky, don't feel me when I'm needing you most. Hang a moon above her hitching post, hitch me to the one I love. Buttermilk sky.
gonna pop for the question, the question, darling, do you do? It'll be easy, so easy. If I can only bank on you, oh, buttermilk sky, I'm telling you why, now you know, keep it in mind tonight, keep brushing those clouds from sight, oh, buttermilk sky, fill me when I need you most, hang a moon above her hitching post, hitch me to the one I love, buttermilk sky. You can if you try, don't tell me no lies. Will you be mellow and bright tonight, old buttermilk sky? There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I do like that song. Yeah, nicely done, Leo. Okay, Roger, back to you. Lowell Thomas George. Mm -hmm. Of Little Feet fame. Oh, okay. All okay. right. Yeah, okay, okay. So uh, I, I stumbled upon an album by his. Now, we featured Little Feet back, uh, way back in episode 30. Yeah, I, I remember it. <clears throat> so if people want to go and, and, and listen to that, I don't want to repeat all that, but um, it, it, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, one of the things he did, uh, he graduated from uh, high school in 1963, briefly worked at a gas station, which is an experience that inspired uh, such later songs as Willin'. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, and he did that to support himself by going to college. But um, he sold his grandfather's stock, and that funded his first band, which was called The Factory. And they, that was in 1965. Wow. Now, uh, it, it, it's, it, Frank Zappa produced two tracks for the band, but they were not released until like 1993. But this band made an appearance on the 1960 sitcom F Troop <laughs> as the Bed Bugs. They were also featured in an episode of Gumber Pile USMC, which was Lost the Colonel's Daughter, season three, episode 27. Yeah. They appeared in, in the scene inside a go-go club <laughs> uh, with their music uh, being played really loudly. Wow. And, um, and, but anyway, so uh, he did a stint with uh, Frank Zappa and Mothers of Invention. Um, and uh, Zappa fired him because he felt that he was uh, too talented to merely be a member of his band and told him to go away and form his own band. Really? That's one of the stories. Okay. But anyway, um, I, I found this album, and it was uh, uh, he recorded it in 1977. It's the only solo album he ever did. And uh, he felt that Little Feet was moving increasingly into kind of this jazz rock thing, and he really didn't have an interest in that. Huh. So uh, he he worked on this album, and um, he passed away like uh, I think ten days after the album was oh, done. Oh man, yeah. Wow. Uh, but uh, but it's just super cool. A lot of really neat stuff on it. Uh, the album it's got a great title. Thanks, I'll eat it here <laughs> from 1979. Lowell George and I picked a song called Easy Money. There was a Joe. He was leaning on her back door, couple chills. With her eyes on a couple bills uh, I was thinking They were waiting to Get your hands on some easy money Yeah So they flipped it down One said I'll take heads this time One step up, one step back One loose in the shoulder strap She couldn't speak, her knees got weak She could almost taste that Easy money Yes, there was an old black cat And he was sitting in an old black Cadillac And this Joe smelled sweet So she curled up at her four brown feet 
night she said, I got a plan. Listen, Sam, how's it like I made some easy money? The boy come up to the room and play with my toys. Jill said to bait, she wasn't gonna sit around and wait. But this guy got wise to the lie. He flies out the door without his money. Yeah, yeah, good It looks the harder looks, but it ain't no such thing as easy money. Looking for some easy money. Oh, easy money. Easy money. Easy money. One time I hired a monkey to take notes for me in class. I would just sit there with my mind a complete blank while the monkey scribbled on little pieces of paper. At the end of the week, the teacher said, Class, I want you to write a paper using your notes. So I wrote a paper that said, Hello, my name is Bingo. I like to climb on things. Can I have a banana? Eat cake. I got enough. When I told my mom about it, she said, I told you never trust a monkey! The end. Look out, everybody. We're backing out. Look out for We're the trash barrel. Oops. Okay. Well, whatever. It's another trip to Walmart. That's it. I don't think they have one out here. But I don't think so. Yeah. Well. Uh, well, this is the part of the show where we just get right down and beg. beg we just beg. Uh, beg yeah. people to go to our websites, would you? Uh, come on. What'll it take? I, I mean, mean you know. Cruise on over. Uh, and here's the thing, and I've said this before. You're at work and listening to the show, which, you know. Probably with headphones on. Uh, with headphones yeah, and, uh, and acting very studious, oh, like, absolutely. like it's a training tape or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, training for what? Unless you listen to a monkey yeah. saying, hi, my uh, name yeah. is Bingo. <laughs> And you know you're you're ordering stuff off Amazon. Right. You could take a couple of minutes and go to our website. Just cruise on over and check it out. Up, we yeah. put stuff up there all the time. All, all the internet. <clears throat> all the internets and all the Facebooks all for the that Facebooks, matter too. Yeah. We know you're on Facebook That's too. That's true. So uh, the one for this show is thederrieres.com. Please, we implore you. Just remember 
the. the. It's a big deal. Uh, if you forget it, I guarantee you will never forget it. It will make a deep impression. Yeah. Yes. It will. Well, uh-huh. And, of course, the one for the band is... Well, that's 3trailswest.com with the number three there on the front. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can go to find, you know, stuff that we have. We have a couple of CDs up there. And, right. And we have some stickers. And, and uh, you new know, T-shirts. New T-shirts. The T-shirts yeah. are cool. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So, you know, the other thing you can do is, is if you go to thedairyers.com and go to the Americana Roadshow tab... From there, you can listen to uh, any of our past episodes or download them and listen to them at your leisure. Preferably while wearing your leisure suit. suit. That would be appropriate. Oh, yeah, yes. it would be appropriate. If you do it, send us a picture. We want a, yeah, we want a picture of that. Hey, you know, the other thing is uh, you can now listen to uh, any of our past episodes on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Just go it, to Spotify. Yeah, it's on other platforms, too. It's and, on It's on Stitcher. Yes, but what, Spotify is yeah. really good. It's right but, there. But they might listen to TuneIn. Well, they, if they're going to be in Spotify anyway, they might well, as well they might, listen But to they the might listen to it on Amazon Music. Okay. There's always what, Spotify. Is, yeah. What's wrong with Spotify? And, and, and of course, it's also on iHeartRadio. It's also on Spotify. Yeah. It's a good place. Yeah. So yeah. as our good buddy Mark Carr says, go oh, nowheres. Without, Without the, the derriers. derriers. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so basically there's no excuse. No, no excuse at all. Well, Leo, I believe it is your turn. It's going to take me just a second to get into this, but I'm going to try to make it. But do you have to get your head in the right place pretty or much, something? Pretty much. I'm okay. going to talk about Don't a guy. Don't do that on the radio. <laughs> no, on the radio. Okay. This guy's name was Ingram Cecil Connor III. That's a, that's a moniker. Uh, it's, a, it's a moniker. And um, he was a... Uh, he was, he was Kind of an, well, he's a pretty interesting guy. I mean, all things considered, he's very interesting. He was born in November of 1946 in Winter Haven, Florida. And his father uh, was a famous World War II flying ace. And he was uh, decorated with the Air Medal. And he was president at the uh, attack on Pearl Harbor. Wow. I mean, a famous guy. And uh, his mother was a daughter of a citrus fruit magnet, a guy named John Snively. And he held extensive property. I mean, he really controlled a lot of the citrus business wow. in Florida. It was a big deal. Well, his father, his birth father, uh, commits, committed suicide. And his mother remarried. And she married a guy named Robert Parson. Okay. Well, Robert Parson ad- adopted this guy, Ingram, and his sister, right? And that's how he came to be named Graham Parsons. Oh, wow. That's how that all happened there, right? Wow. So he was uh, he he was out there doing something. Now he was kind of a trust fund baby, you know. He never really had to worry about much money, much. I mean, he ended up doing a short stint in Harvard just because his uh, his grandfather wrote a glowing review for him, and he really wasn't cut out for college life. Uh, but he he got interested in music after seeing Elvis Presley perform in a concert in 1956 in Waycross, Georgia. So anyway, he he uh, he, he got started playing music, and he got hanging out with people. And um, pretty soon he met uh, some guys that were in a band called The Birds. Yep. And he was hired. I mean, he never was an actual member of the band, it turns out. Oh, really? No, because Graham, uh, like I say, he was was a trust fund baby. He didn't really need the money that much. But he said he was on salary. And that was the only way we could get him to turn up. Ha! And by the way, that was Chris Hillman that said that about him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. So listen, there's there's a big thing there. You know, he died young uh, yes, of, a, of accidental overdose. And right. he, he had been working uh, really hard with Emmy Lou Harris and doing a lot of good work that way. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole other story about after he died because he wanted to be buried in Joshua Tree, part you know this a big uh, garden park. You know, it's a desert. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, his uh, his father didn't really want to do that because there was there was money involved and everything else. So his his buddies uh, they 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 sort of stole his body from a train. Wow! <laughs> they borrowed a hearse and got his body, and they went screaming off into the desert with it. Right? And they have they're they're pretty loaded apparently, and they have this great you idea. Think? They're going to dump five gallons of gas into the coffin and throw a match in there, and it blew up. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> it created this huge fireball out in the desert, right? <laughs> and the cops are coming out there. And Was it visible from space? Oh, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I mean, he said they, 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 they were getting away from the cops. The police chased him, right? And it said they were unencumbered by sobriety. <laughs> so they, the police chasing they, a hearse. They made a clean getaway. <laughs> So, hey man, what a way to go! What a you way know, to go, man. They blew Big him old, up. <laughs> so apparently, they, there was no law against stealing a dead body. Interesting. So, so they did. They did uh, have to fight a seven hundred fifty dollars fine for stealing the coffin, and they were not prosecuted for leaving about thirty five pounds of Graham Parsons in the desert. <laughs> so they gathered up and shipped home. So wait, what a oh, way to go, wow. man! Uh, what a way to go. Anyway, listen to some of the people he's got on this recording, which I'm going to play. Uh, on a pedal steel guitar, as Al Perkins, uh, he's got Bernie Leiden on there. He's got Byron Berline, wow, uh, playing fiddle on there. Emery Gordy, you know, on the bass. I mean, this all-star thing. Oh yeah. And uh, this is a, from a recording um, made in 1973. It's called "Return of the Grievous Angel." Want to scratch my itch, sweet Annie Rich, and welcome me back to town. Come out on your porch or step into your parlor And I'll tell you how it all went down Out with the truckers and the kickers and the cowboy angels And a good saloon in every single town Oh, and I remembered something you once told me And I'll be damned if it did not come true From Cheyenne to Tennessee We flew straight across that river bridge Last night at past two Switchman waved his lantern goodbye today As we went rolling through Billboards and truck stops passed by the grievous angel Now I know just what I have to do Pick it for me, Jane (laughs) 
a great one and you mentioned that you know we thought we'd recorded that uh, done that before and we have the song the song it was lucinda yes. williams the yes re- yeah yeah i think it was episode 34 or 30 Some, something something like that yeah yeah all right Raj, back to you i'm gonna close the loop on a trilogy that i got into and it started out with uh beverly guitar watkins yep i remember if you remember she played with uh piano red yes dr feelgood mm-hmm. right yep and I had mentioned at the time, Piano Red had a brother named uh, Speckled Red. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's correct. <laughs> Rufus George Perryman. And um, <laughs> so both of these guys, they were born in Hampton, Georgia. Um, uh, he, uh, Speckled Red, was the older brother of Piano Red by like tw- uh, tw- probably 10 years. And their nicknames were derived. They were both uh, albinos. Okay. Okay, and they were separated by almost a generation. They never recorded together. But they both played in this raucous, good time, barrel house, boogie-woogie style. Okay. And, you know, uh, and part of the reason that they played that way was just to be heard above the crowds Mm -hmm. and all in these juke joints and stuff. So um, by his mid-teens, he was playing in house parties, juke joints, uh, and he moved to Detroit in his mid-20s to play Anywhere he could. <laughs> you have to put too fun of a point. Well, including it. nightclubs and brothels, you know. Yeah. And, you know. There's a lot of that. And he was noticed by a Brunswick Records talent scout uh, just as he was getting ready to leave for Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, he had his first recordings there, resulting in two classics for Brunswick, huh. Wilkins Street Stomp and the hit The Dirty Dozens. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. Now, the lyrics... To the Dirty Dozens were uh, sung rather than spoken, but it was a lot of wordplay and kind of earthy subject matter. Mm-hmm. And that song is considered, in some respects, a precursor of rap music. Oh, oh. And I, I was going to huh. play it, but it's a little dicey. Yeah. So, uh, uh, But uh, uh, the following year, 1930, he recorded again in um, Dirty Dozens 2, <laughs> <laughs> which was not nearly as successful. It usually isn't. 
but you know, it's it's uh, and, and he even kind of got a revival in the fifties and sixties, uh, and he worked around uh, St. Louis. That's mm-hmm. kind of where he ended up. So uh, I found an album called the uh, the Barrel House Blues of Speckled Red, um, and and I picked the song called Pine Tops Boogie Woogie. <laughs> I think he hit most of the notes. I think he did all uh, of them. What? Too. what? Did you hear that? Yeah. Roger, that's Bigfoot. I'm telling I, you, it is. I am not saying I'm a believer, but 
Uh, we Ard- are leaving tomorrow, right? Ard- Ardmore I, didn't like that. Yeah, Ardmore didn't like that. I don't like that. <sighs> okay. We don't, we don't really need to go outside for anything, do we? I, we already policed the area. Yeah, we cleaned up. I think we could. Cleaned the cat box. Yeah. We'll just stay in here. Until <laughs> tomorrow. Until tomorrow. And, uh, well, uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, well, but we got to figure out where we're going. Oh, good point. Okay, let's so see. let's see. You get the map, and uh, it's my turn to throw the dart. Hang you on get the map. I'll okay. get the map. Hold All right. on. Way back here. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Got it on the wall there? Yep, there it is up on the wall. Okay. Uh, I'll get the dart. Spoon drawer two. Two. Yep. Spoon drawer two. Got it. Got it? Okay. All right. All righty. Let's see. Get in the circle there. Okay, I'm ready. All right. One, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, boy. Oh. We went kind of central. Yeah, we did. Really. Uh, Illinois. Oh, Okay, yeah. uh, give me the uh, uh, page with the... Uh, Hold on. Here's the, the list. Weird, weird town names. Weird town names, yeah. Okay, Illinois. Yep. Oh. What? I pick... <laughs> what? Goofy Ride, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going there. Okay, well, well, I guess we'll get out of here first thing tomorrow, and uh, none too soon. Not too soon, yeah. because I think maybe they've spotted us. Yeah. Know, the Bigfoot thing is up. All right. Well, this has been, a, um, I guess, an interesting uh, place. Yes, yes. And, it has uh, been. and uh, we'll see it in our rearview mirror soon enough. Apparently, tomorrow All morning, right. we're out of here. Well, this has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio. Radio. USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Derriers.